Well, the numbers are in, and Southwest Airlines just recorded its best second quarter of revenue in history, $6.2 billion. What recession? And, and another $277 million in profit. This all clearly uh, because of Bob Jordan, the new CEO at Southwest <laughs> Airlines. He obviously needed a new one for a long time. And he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Hey, it's a joy to be here. It's not about me. It's all because of the great people of Southwest Airlines. They're the best in the industry. Well, you know, and I'd say the traveling public had something to do with it, too, because you got to have you got to have demand. And it's just remarkable. Uh, it is. It is. We, we've got, you know, it's, it's a wonderful quarter. Third quarter we had, I mean, record revenues. We had record passengers. We tied for record load factors. And so the demand is just huge. I mean, really, really strong in leisure, but the demand's picking up in business as well. And the really good thing is that that momentum is going to continue, and it looks to increase, actually, into the fourth quarter. You know, I, I learned from talking to the CEO of Mattel many, many, many years ago when he didn't have Barbie ready for Christmas, and he said, I can't replicate Christmas because people have to have a gift and they go out and buy buy from one of my competitors and I never get that money back. What about you? I mean, you don't have enough capacity. Well, and, 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 uh, and let me just say this. I was getting a little nervous. I wasn't sure how we were going to get from Barbie to South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, you know, no, we're really full. I mean, we, I think we were 85.7% uh, load factor here, you know, in the third quarter, which is, which is a lot. And the capacity in the fourth quarter is down just a bit, a couple of points because of the impact of Ian and having to, you know, hurricane and having to cancel some flights. But, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I do think we could, you know, we could fly a little bit more. You know, the constraint right there is just not having enough pilots. We've, we've got our, our pilot training is full. We're getting all the pilots mm. that we need to get into class, to get trained. It's just we don't have enough uh, to fly all of our aircraft. So we could probably be generating five, six, seven, eight percent more capacity if we could fly, if we had all the pilots to fly our aircraft. So, and yeah, arguably we could use it given the uh, the demand and the loads. But I tell you what, coming out of the pandemic, it is fantastic to have this much demand. But but it does, I mean, if there's that much demand, they're going to find a way to fill it. And I would guess that paves the way for some of your competitors to get business away from you well i think though uh, uh if you look at it across the industry you know the majority of carriers have capacity that's down i think yeah. we're all experiencing you know, we're all experiencing the same constraints and staffing again primarily pilots and so their capacity in a lot of cases is actually down further than southwest airlines and uh, we talked uh, in the release this morning about uh, at least what our capacity looks like in the first half of 23. So we'll begin to get a lot back. I think our capacity is going to grow 10% in the first quarter of 23, and it's going to grow 14% in the second quarter of 23. So we'll be uh, adding significant capacity in the first part of next year. Well, and the airplanes, I guess, are sort of a double whammy. Boeing is finally beginning to, you know, roll out some 737s, but I know you're not going to get as many of those 737 maxes that you want. And on the one hand, what they're more fuel efficient, but I guess they're also larger and, and give you more capacity. So it, it hurts you not to have the new planes, right? Yeah, Boeing, you know, like everybody, uh, they're, they're suffering supply chain uh, constraints, whether that's engines or parts or whatever. So we were going to take 114 aircraft this year on our plan. It looks like it's actually going to be 66. So those will roll into next year. The good thing, though, is because 
because the real constraint until we get to the end of next year is is having enough pilots. The reduction yeah. in in uh, Boeing deliveries doesn't hurt us because we couldn't fly all those extra aircraft anyways. And so, I, and I think the pilot constraint will catch up to the aircraft in uh, at the end of next year. So uh, we'll be able to fly all of our fleet, uh, you know, towards the end of 2023. I noticed also in the release that. Uh, You've come to an agreement with the IAM, the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, on some of your workers. They have a history of being a pretty tough, pretty tough union. Is that, that going to pave the way for some other settlements? Well, I'm just really happy. You know, the uh, uh, it's a it's a very inflationary environment, and a lot of that is wages. Uh, our our employees are the best, and I'm just really happy that we're going to be able to reward them. So we had we got an agreement with our appearance techs and AFA. And uh, that's about 170 folks. And then we just got a tentative agreement with the IAM, which is our customer service call center, those folks. And that's actually over 8,000. And so uh, I'm hopeful that'll be voted in. We'll be able to reward them. And uh, I'm also hopeful that you'll see uh, some additional agreements here, you know, as we as we wrap up 2022. But no, we're, we're eager to reward our our employees because they're the best. So uh, tell me about Love Field right now. Are, are you, yeah, I mean, you're, you're constrained by the number of gates you've got, but are we going to see any increased service, any new city pairs coming out of Love Field anytime soon? You know, job one, uh, as we add capacity in 2023, now in 2023, is to restore the network that we had in place in 2019. So we took a lot of aircraft, about 130, and we put them, into the 18 new cities. We put them into Hawaii and the Hawaii expansion. And so we're still into the year about 85% restored in terms of the network that we had in uh, pre-pandemic. So job one is to, is to add flights and city pairs uh, where we are strong, basically things that existed before the pandemic. That's really good because they're going into places that we have strong uh, customer bases. Uh, a, we're, we're in a strong position which means that it's lower risk uh, growth. So that's really where the capacity going is going now and in 2023. So, and, and your uh, the expansion during COVID, all the beaches and mountain resorts, you got to keep right. those. We are there. We're on track. They're performing. Uh, Hawaii's performing. You saw us just add a lot of, uh, of new inner island service in Hawaii, and that was really to meet the demands of. Uh, of our customers and to meet the business demands because they want good round trip scheduling between the islands. That's going to, mat- that's going to have to mature. Good thing. It's a small part of our capacity. It's actually less than 1%. Uh, but again, we're the, the main focus is on uh, uh, number one, getting all the pilots that we need to right. fly all of our aircraft, flying all the aircraft and then restoring our network that we had in place prior to the pandemic. Okay. And just l- let me ask the obligatory question about, about the model too, because uh, you, you're becoming, you talk about business travel picking up, and I know it's lucrative, and, and that was the whole idea of, you know, being able to cover the the lower 48 the way that you do. But business travel, you'd think, needs, you know, high-speed Internet, some premium seating because of the road warriors, and maybe an airline club to prop your feet up in if, if there are delays. <laughs> Any of that in the offing? We have always been an airline that carried our, our, our uh, a lot of business customers because at the end of the day, what do they what do they want? They want a reliable product. They want a reliable schedule. 
They want to get there on time, get home. And uh, so we have always uh, had a strong uh, uh, business percentage in terms of our travel. So I don't feel like we need to add things like lounges. We are going to add, you know, power in the aircraft. That's part of the plan. We are upgrading our Wi-Fi, which is really important to business customers. Sure. We're, we're adding much, much faster Wi-Fi, and we'll have half the fleet done in the first quarter of next year, and we'll have the whole fleet done by the middle of summer next year. So we're focused there. But, no, when we, when we look at things like lounges and we survey our customers, while that's interesting, it is so far down on the list of what they're interested in. Uh, I mean, they want the basics. They want to be on time. They want a great fare. They want great service. They want great Wi-Fi. They want power, and we're doing all those things. So, so no carving tables with Chateaubriand being passed out by the flight attendants. Right? <laughs> um, it's uh, it, it, it's not in the immediate future. Let's I, just I say will, I will scratch <laughs> I will scratch that off the list. Well, look, congratulations on a on a, a really outstanding quarter during. Some challenging times, and especially, I mean, my gosh, the you know hurricane in in Florida too. And uh, I, I would fully expect the board to, you know, add keep you around for an additional decade beyond what your what your contract is now. <laughs> Thanks for the time, David. Thank you so much. You have a great day, my friend. Thanks. That's Bob Appreciate Jordan. You. He's the CEO of Southwest Airlines. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com/slash/ceo. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.